Because Nobody Told Me, the 98FM Parenting Podcast with Lauren and Serena. 98. You're very welcome back to another episode of Nobody Told Me, 98FM's Parenting Podcast. We're really excited to have two guests in studio this week with myself and Serena. We're joined by two of the dads from Dadcast, Adrian Barry and Nathan, Nathan Murphy. You might know them better from Off the Ball. Gentlemen, hello. How's it going? How are you? Dadcast. We'll get to where Dadcast came from in just a few moments, but uh, myself and Serena have so much to discuss. Yes, there's lots to catch up on this yeah. week. How's your week been, Lauren? Uh, pretty horrific. Pretty horrific. <laughs> um, yeah, just uh, just horrendous. Uh, vaccinations, oh. hip x-rays, teething, just, yeah. So, probably just as well we have guests in studio. So everything's been going to plan, yeah? Ever, nothing has been going according <laughs> to plan. Adrian and Nathan, you're very welcome to studio. But enough about you, Lauren. How <laughs> yeah. you, how, how's, yeah, yeah. how's the kid? <laughs> he's good, he's good. good. Um, but the reason I think part of this week has been so horrific for me was leaving him for the first time. And Serena Ooh. and I got chatting a bit about the drama, the planning, the organisation of leaving your baby for the first time. You don't know what that's like. Do you? I heard you on air hours after one, like your child was born, I think. No. I think it's so different for men. I was going to say, how did you feel the first time you left your baby? Guilty as hell. Like, clicked you do, my, do clicked, you? Clicked my heels out the door, but guilty as hell about it. Um, that was my experience. It's like, I mean, I, I think it was the perfect preparation for being uh, a parent or a dad or whatever. That, like, I find just the endless battle with the guilt is uh, one of the biggest features of being a dad. What guilt? Is it guilt for the kids or is it guilt for your partner? Because I well, think there's it's, it's a different... Gu- it's uh, whatever <laughs> level of, like, an area of guilt you want to... I, personally, I find that it's like you're going to work so you're not spending time with the kids. You're spending ki- time with the kids so you're not going to work. It's like my uh, wife is on maternity leave, so obviously her career is on hold a little bit. So, there's, like, whatever you can come up with, personally, has been my experience. I, yeah, so... The low-level guilt is a constant, I think, throughout parenthood. <laughs> with like, There's leaving your kid for the weekend, I guess, for the first time, which can be an emotional experience. I remember when we left our eldest for the first time, I found it quite a joyous experience that we were going to a hotel for the weekend. Uh, in fact, I think I ran into you at that hotel. Oh, uh, funnily did. enough, uh, my wife was uh, very emotional about the whole thing. Whereas going back to work, I, I, it was definitely for my partner, I felt more of the guilt and almost a worry for her of what if something happens well, I'm not there, and I really, I what's she going have, to do? I want to have a cry right now, because in my head right now, men just don't get it. Like, I was on the phone to my husband just before I came in, and he was like, you looked at me like you wanted to kill me this morning. Because <laughs> when you're in it, you just can't, we yeah. can't even talk to each other yeah. when we're in the trenches. I just, I can't even look at them. <laughs> so I, I'm, I actually feel a bit emotional when I listen to the two of you. I'm like, they do get it. It's okay. I, I think it's a different level, though, and this is what we were talking about, because I think um, when you walk away, you do feel this guilt, and it's just wanting to know as well. Well, besides feeling the guilt, like, I don't really feel the guilt. What I feel is, oh, my God, so I'm going away and I have to prep this, 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 this and this. When you walk out the door, do you walk out with your guilt or do you walk out having prepped stuff as well? Because I think that's where we're giving <laughs> daggers at the Wait, are you so what you're saying is when we leave to go f- to work in the morning, have we cooked lunches for other people and left in the house yes and, and, and thought about <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm leaving this morning wait a second like, I see what's going on here <laughs> like, by doing, the door is locked and there's no escape well, look, the, the thing that was going through my head all week because my husband at the moment is in India so it's really hard I'm doing the now, whole how long has he gone for 
uh, this trip is actually really good. He's only gone for six days. And has he prepped out the six days with no. lunches? And <laughs> no, slow. When I was, I was standing at the fridge the other day and I was literally through my head, I, I had the fridge door open and in my head was going, tantrums to the left of me, demands to the right. Here I am in the fridge binging food. And I was just getting really, really angry because I just couldn't handle everything. And what was happening was I was binging. So the impact isn't just on the kids. It's then having this physical impact on me. I'm getting fat. And that's really tough as well. So, and then I'm and your sugar levels them. are getting high. And then when you're coming down, you're getting cranky with the kids again. And it's this vicious circle. I suppose for me, I'm at that stage, like I have a six month old, so it's all still very raw for me. And what we've talked about on previous episodes is that kind of resentment that you get over sleep and preparation and things like that. Like as dads. Resentment towards your other half. Total. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so that like I always I always call it like being in the trenches and when like someone is screaming and you know things are going wrong and, and things aren't going according to plan that you know that feeling you have for one another we're like if you look at me straight or I'm going to kill you and um, you know as dads what, what is that like for you because I've only ever spoken to other women about that I remember the first time my wife said to me I resent you and I was like <laughs> Uh, all right, I might just go out there for a pint. And <laughs> I, don't I couldn't get right my head around it. Honestly, couldn't understand what the hell she was. I mean, I understood that this was a function of everything that had happened. And sure, like when you think about it, why the hell would she not? Um, like, given that you just go about mostly, just go about. Um, I suppose uh, from our perspective, it isn't, but it could look like you're just going about your life as you always did previously. Uh, so I, I do understand it kind of probably better now, but at the time I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you saying this? <laughs> like, what? what's happening here? But um, It's easy to see why our wives would resent us. And I've probably only copped onto that lately. Like the things that, say, frustrate me, if that's the right word, of having children. Because how the, many have you got, Nathan? Three, seven, six, and nearly a year. Jesus. <sighs> so, uh, <laughs> but the things, and also I sort of got my life back because the seven and six-year-old, but then we've had to start all over again. Mm. So, like, you're going to play golf tomorrow, and then you're going to have for pints. But I've been away all week, so I can't really go playing golf and have pints. And that makes me a little bit resentful. But then... My wife is at home going, you've been away all week. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been, haven't had any children screaming at you who are off on their holidays, who are wired. It's been pissing rain. I've been stuck inside for 14 hours every day. And now you're saying you're annoyed because you can't go and play golf all day. <laughs> so I can see where she's coming from in one way, but I still really want to go and play golf. Yeah. yeah. So how do, you, how do you deal with that? Because it is really important. You know, when it comes to parenting, everyone says you need me time, but it's really hard to get that me time in when all of that's going on. So how do you handle that? Like when you go play golf, do you make sure, like if I'm going to go play shopping, let's say go out on a day of shopping, I'm going to make sure that everything's prepped, so everything's um, easier on everyone. Do you do that? Or do you, as I said, do you just literally walk this out prep the thing is something I hadn't <laughs> previously. It, like, that is the, uh, what is it, the emotional toil that it seems the mothers take on of you're thinking about if you're going to go out, say, for lunch for the afternoon, you're probably thinking of, well, will I leave lunch for the kids ready? Whereas I would never think about that. If my wife is there, I presume... They'll be fed they'll be fed yeah. it'll all be fine you see I guess that's the thing 
I trust her that it will all be fine. <laughs> Don't Do turn you, this on. We <laughs> have the same level of trust. Whereas I'm fairly sure it would all be fine when I'm left in charge. But, you know, I, I've been thinking about that because I say I've been quite lucky in that um, I sort of walk out the door on a Saturday, I work on Saturdays, and I walk out the door and I don't prep anything. But that said, I still, um, because I do, I trust my husband, so it's not the level of trust, but I just wonder when you wake up in the morning, are we having the same conversations in our head and how do we change these conversations? Like I wake up in the morning and I'm going, okay, well, I can put on a load of washing before I leave. I do have to, like, if I am going out after work and he's doing collection, um, creche collection, school pickup, I'm going to leave something cooked because... It'll be seven or eight o'clock because of the time he's going to end up getting home. Does that go through your minds? Um, no, <laughs> to be blunt about it. I remember the first time that my wife, that I stayed at home. It must have been the first time that I stayed at home with our eldest. And um, she was going up the road. She was going to have to do, to be fair, whatever she was going to do. And like, why wouldn't she? More luck to her. Get out of the house for a while. Um, How dare she? I remember ringing her. She wasn't that long gone and going... Um, did you, I appreciate, by the way, the story does not reflect well on me, but that's a, that's a regular feature of Dadcast. Um, have you left lunch? <laughs> uh, I only, I've only ever made that call once. <laughs> um, but no, I, look, I think it's a reasonable point, and like, I think that, like, obviously, to speak on behalf of all men everywhere now, we've obviously made some sort of uh, reparation for centuries of mm. um, like uh, devolved parenting and I think we've made sort of significant inroads in that I sound like I'm sort of answering, answering to a tribunal now. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but there's luck there's clearly like the one, we have a long road to travel yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell us a bit about Dadcast uh, because I mentioned at the start I've kind of calmed down a bit now I was very frazzled when I got here but there's a story about me wetting my pants earlier on that I didn't want to tell in front of you and I thought I'd get a chance to tell it so that's why I was so frazzled yeah tell away okay can we go back to this morning yeah, okay what happened was I had him teething going absolutely bananas trying to get out the door couldn't put him down every time I put him down he screamed um, was trying to decide whether I'd get the diet in or drive in trying to prep milk express milk get the milk into the bottle also have frozen fruit because he's teething and an absolute nightmare got to the door got him into the car realised the dog had a cut on his neck and was pumping blood had to Oof. take the baby back out of the car back into the house um, sort out the dog got the baby back into the car got hit with a ray of sunshine and a sneeze that I wasn't expecting and then I wet myself <laughs> so that's where my morning has been right you were entitled to wet yourself after all that regardless of the just wasn't uh, concentrating sunshine. on my pelvic floor and I've been doing really really good yeah 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 we all so, have to do those exercises yeah. the only reason why I'm laughing and giving you a hug at the same time is I've been so proud of my pelvic floor recently <laughs> but sometimes you just have one of those mornings yeah. and it's just like when I wet myself because I actually didn't have any fucking time to look after myself to actually yeah. brace yeah. yeah so with that in mind let's go back to the start now tell us a bit about dog casting how was the dog like, by the way he's fine dog? listen he... I don't and then I was trying to figure out what he cut himself off and I couldn't find it was it the baby I don't know it's probably he's you obsessed rushing out the with door the jumbaroo like... he loves the, the baby's jumbaroo so it could be that anyway What's he's fine it's the thing you put the baby in the to jump up and down. but I couldn't put him in that because uh, he's gone apeshit yeah. every time yeah. I put him in it today did you get a chance to actually change yes because <laughs> you're sitting very close to each other. <laughs> but no, I ask because sometimes it literally is a decision of 
do I have the a baby stopped crying? Yeah. Go. Yeah. yeah. And do I literally just do a quick change and hope I don't smell or do I get yeah. a change? We've all had to, to be fair, we've all been in that boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so where did the idea from dad, for Dadcast come from? Um, the idea probably came from three of us, myself, Jer and Dave, having children and Adrian not having reached that level of maturity just yet. And we would spend maturity our slash. time around the office as everyone does with children, talking about nothing but our children and shiting on about the terrible travails of our life and how tough it was and how little sleep we had and how we couldn't go for pints and how we couldn't do this and, you know, the positive stuff. <laughs> and Adrian would come into every meeting. Every meeting we would have, he'd wipe in and the three of us would be just talking about our children and life and he would essentially give out about it. And then when he had a child, we he was like, ah, I can sort of join in. Yeah. And we thought, hmm. It was like the six months before our first was born, it was like, oh yeah, so anyway, just before we get into the work stuff, like in terms of buggies now, what would you recommend? <laughs> so it was like Nathan said, we were just this constant stream of conversations. And then we just said, sure, we might, why don't we just sit in a room and throw the mics up? And It's a now, breath of fresh it took, air. It took it's us really two good. years after that to actually get around to <laughs> yeah. it. But, uh, but have you found it, like Lauren and I doing this as well, have found, like sometimes we literally come in, just turn the mic on and start talking and we and don't crying. know, yeah, and we don't know how we've been feeling until mm. that mic goes up. It, it can be quite cathartic and I think men as well as women don't have these conversations. So have you found them quite cathartic for you? I would say so. Like the, the, One of the big reasons that we set it up was that the conversations that we have in Dadcast, you're not supposed to have. We say things you're not supposed to say. We talk about feelings you're not supposed to have, and like stuff that we've been talking about here. Like th no voice has ever been really given to that. Mm. You know, like in terms of it's there's any amount of stuff like you said at the start, Serena, about like you know parenting stuff, and particularly with the mother's focus on it. And like uh, I think we all understand why that would be the case for the exact reasons we've just been talking about in terms of the variances of workload and that kind of thing. Like so, we, we totally get that. But at the same time. Like, it is, it's tough on a dad. Yeah. But nobody ever really says that, and nobody ever really talks about it, and it's like, even since we, more so maybe at the start, we definitely found there was people saying to us, ah, oh, listen, like, give us a break. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you, you don't have to deal with anything. But, um, but it has been amazing, the amount of dads, and, yeah, dads who've kind of, um, who have started to listen and who are who uh, who find it like we definitely find it cathartic sitting around having those conversations. We found like the interaction has been mad, isn't mm. it? Like the amount of people who are getting in touch saying like that they can identify it's it's the, our podcast is and I mean your own I'm sure is in the top three as well the most relatable podcast on the internet. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so what what is do you find what what are men crying out to talk about when it comes to fatherhood? I, it's not necessarily what they're crying out to talk about. I think it's that to understand that they're not alone, mm. that everybody is going through the same shit. And that actually, like, we, I think we spoke about it in the first few podcasts, like, you don't almost need to hang it on the door. Of, like, the starting point is, we love our children. We're happy <laughs> yeah. that we have our children. But it doesn't mean they're not a complete pain in the hole. And that there's not times you're sitting there and you want to rip their your own hair out and... Yeah. So that's the sort of starting point for it. And you can't really say that mm -hmm. in general. People, you know, everything needs to be beautiful and Instagram and they all look lovely and all this. Whereas actually we just sit there and go, you know what, I got three hours sleep last night. 
My child shit the in the floor. <laughs> <laughs> my husband actually had this conversation with a friend recently. We've really good friends who had a baby the same week as us. It's been great to go through it together. Um, and he has started working abroad recently. And Alex was kind of saying to him, oh my God, amazing. Like you get like three or four nights, like guaranteed mm. kip. And he was saying, well, actually, no, like I really miss my wife and baby. Mm. And what Alex kept trying to get him to admit was that he actually loves the couple of nights away. <laughs> he was like, it's okay to say it. You can say it. Like I love the nights that I go down to the spare room. But I think, as you said, you know, it's almost like you're not allowed to say... I want to go play golf and have pints. Well, it's not soon, that I as don't soon, As soon as he says, the second he says, yes, actually, fair enough, you're giving me license to admit it, she's like, you bastard. <laughs> I resent you. I resent everything about you. How could you? Well, we discover, we've discovered lots of things along the way. One of the first discoveries we had was... Um, Do we, uh, where, where are we going with it? <laughs> I'm wary of putting this out there because... Um, Is this about me? No, no. Grand, okay. no, no, I'm not going good. If you no, want to throw yourself under the no, bus at some stage, really uh, tune into Dadcast for yeah. terrible um, things that Adrian has done to his wife down uh, over the course of 25 I, I don't know if you can top the, did you prep lunch calls? <laughs> yeah, no, well, you'd no, be, no. you would be surprised there were other calls not, uh, that were made at uh, times that he really shouldn't have. Like, for example, something we discovered that um, united a lot of our listeners was doing the shopping, which we was like a sort of inane topic you would have thought. So... A good thing, you know, taking on responsibility, modern fathers, that we don't leave the household shopping to the mothers. We take that on. Mm. But the secret of it is, it means we get out of the house for two hours with our headphones in, Mm -hmm. listening to a podcast, no children around. (laughs) It is a glorious thing. Mm. And actually, we discovered a lot of dads are onto this and the mothers are not. The mothers are. Because um, I've... Look, I've taken to doing it because I've noticed that I can get the shop done in 30 minutes door to door. <laughs> it does. I don't understand why it takes you two hours to do a freaking shop. Well, you have to drive there. Then you might have to <laughs> sit in the car for 20 minutes looking at your phone. <laughs> then you get out and you sort of wander around, maybe read the papers. Steal, steal a few croissants when you're walking around the uh, supermarket. That's, uh, that's, that's a, it's, that's well, a, what do you one, make of one, this? One of Nathan's tricks, steal well, a few croissants. So you're get, you get there if you have to do the shopping with your kids. Oh, no, that's oh, no. a no. So no. I, I, I used to have to do it with one of the kids. And uh, to keep them quiet, when we get in, obviously the uh, pastries are right at the entrance always. I would give him a croissant or a pretzel or something. But he's then eaten it by the time we get to the counter. So therefore, there's no evidence of it ever having happened. <laughs> Did you not keep the barcode? To scan it out. That's a croissant. I picked it up. I gave it to him. He put it in his mouth. <laughs> and he it's gone. Nobody, nobody it's gone. Why would you? I find that, that my wife takes longer to do the shopping than I do. And I'm assuming that she is making the most of her sort of free time. Oof. Downtime. That's an accusation. Isn't that really sad, though, that that's what we equate our downtime to? <laughs> yeah, like, wandering around the supermarket yeah. aimlessly. I, I love it. I love if there's, like, something to be bought. I'm like, I'll go to Tesco. <laughs> yeah. And the, he'd be like, okay, you take him. And I'm like, no, 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 you keep him. He's asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, right, like, yeah. I mentioned my dog earlier on as well. Like, our dog is, is baby number one in our house, yeah. right? He used to come everywhere with me. And so I have, like, mom guilt over him now. And, like, I used to leave him at home the odd time before I had the baby. But now that I have the baby, I have the, the mom guilt for the dog. It's ridiculous. I know. But, so now we have this constant argument of, like, if you're going somewhere, you take the baby or the dog, one or the other. Hmm. So I, I, I would imagine that's what it's like if you have more than one child. Yeah, like, we definitely find there's a, a constant debate around... Who are you exactly, taking? Yeah. Yeah. Will you take the two of them? Maybe we'll leave the two of them here. Oh, maybe if you take one... Yeah. Which one will you take? It's like... An Is there one constant. better to take than the other? 
Um, so for, uh, for the bedtime routine, I used to think that the best thing I could do was take the eldest one who's two and a half and um, like obviously an actual human being as opposed to the eight month old who's like, to be fair, she's coming into her own now a little bit, but um, <laughs> <laughs> she's starting to resemble a human being. But um, I used to think that he was the easiest one. And then I had a realisation a few weeks ago that actually with her, you bring her in give her the bottle when she doesn't do exorcist-style exor, exorcist puking like she was doing during the week. You give her the bottle and she's conked. And that's great, and that's it. That's the end of it. Um, so I've kind of favoured that way. But then you can't really, like... Then you're feeling guilty if you're like, well, if I... I mean, if I'm just taking the easy option here every time, that's not really it's fair not about taking the easy option. It's like last man standing. Like yeah, last yeah, person yeah, yeah. standing. Watch it and get always, away with. Yeah, <laughs> I always go for the easiest option, and I have to admit it. Um, thank God he's not here at the moment. But I do use the whole... Sorry, you've been gone. I know mm. you're exhausted, but you've been gone for two weeks and mm. I've been running this ship on my own. Yeah. So he's calling out to you. He needs a he, he needs you in the toilet. Off yeah. you go. Yeah. You know, it's all about just pres- preserving yourself sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. We all do that, don't I mean, we? Well, <laughs> so you're looking at us and we're on the end of those conversations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So, no, I've, I've been spoken to like that before, yeah. How do we make... <laughs> <laughs> that tone is familiar. <laughs> how do we make things easier for both of us, I think? Because we're all going through our own thing and how do we get you guys maybe taking on more of the load mm. as well well I, personally speaking my wife is about to go back to work she's gone back in a week's time and uh, it's going to be a tough time for all of us I suspect uh, primarily me um, <laughs> what are you so, nervous about well so I'm going to have to do so at the minute obviously she doesn't go to work and has as I say has the life of Riley <laughs> 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 bonding, bonding. Yeah, bonding and just enjoying I just wish it. I was at home all day with those children. Yeah, absolutely. Do you come home and utter those words, which I like my husband gets the death stare? What have you done all day? Yeah, well, I, I, uh, <laughs> what did I, you do today? I ask, I ask that question all the time, but to be fair, she knows I'm asking it just for the, you know, trying to get a reaction or whatever, so she doesn't bite, but um, mostly. But, um, she will one day. Yeah, so she's going she's gonna to start going to work quite early, so we're just having a debate at the minute about what time the minder should start at, and um, so I'm like, 6am too early. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it looks like, yeah, I'll probably be there until uh, like half eight, probably something like that, so it'll be, and she'll be gone from probably seven, so there'll be an hour and a half of getting them up and like getting them fed and dressed and all that stuff before the mind arrives and then um, doing the same for myself and getting out to work but um, I don't know I, am I dreading it like uh, I think it'll be fine but I probably am dreading it a bit because it's a bit of a shift in what we've been doing up to now like yeah. I might get an extra half yeah. an lie in or um, whatever so yeah I probably am dreading you're it you're getting bit, nothing yeah. done You'll probably yeah, have to wait till the minder comes to go and have your shower and actually yeah, get totally. ready for work. Yeah. yeah, my wife's going back to work next month as well, but she's only going back part-time. But the way it works out, I'll have the kids two days a week on a Monday and Tuesday by myself. Now, granted, the older two lads are in school, but I still have the baby mm. for two days. You can't call for the baby. Most seven <laughs> hours. And I had this previously with the two lads for two days a week, and I did not cope well with it. At all. What so. did you find really tough? Because for me, what I've... Because you said, you know, the two lads are older, mm. they're going to be starting school. I called my friend in Australia this morning because I needed someone to talk me off the ledge. Right. But 
I'd just finished breakfast, she was going into dinner. She wasn't the right person to talk to. (laughs) She was on the ledge herself. But I just find the mornings really tough where, you know, everyone's like, it's all about mindfulness, make sure you're okay. Mm. How can I be okay when I got up at seven o'clock in the morning to prep myself and I still didn't have time to do my hair and we left the house at 8.30 30, mm. and there was screaming and there was all... Like, you know, you start off with a, please get out of bed. Yeah, and, right. and all of a sudden, your morning starts with <laughs> such chaos and then you have to go and start your day and you're not, like, you're not in mm. any physical space to go start your day. So how do you deal with that? Well, I can't multitask is the problem. <laughs> and that's my, that was my previous issue. So, like, my wife is at home with three kids today, yet I'll get home and they'll have all been fed and watered and there might even be dinner for me when I get home. Whereas... With the baby, I literally won't be able to wash the dishes unless she's asleep. Because all I'm thinking is, get away from my legs. I can't do anything. If you're, like, what are you doing? So I, I just end up doing nothing. So I'm going to try and change that. I, like, I have great aspirations of, I'm going to get out and we're, you know, I'm going to be one of those people who's running around Marley Park with the baby and the buggy and all this nonsense, which will probably never happen. Or like, we'll go up walks up the mountains, anything to get out of the house. But I just cannot think it's of so cleaning hard. or tidying or cooking if she's there, like, just making noise and stuff. Yeah. I need, like, two separate things. I think that is just, like, I know it's a huge generalisation, but that's a male and female thing because we try to do everything all at once and end up in the state that I'm in today because I'm trying to do 40 million things at the one time. I've just started back to work now. It's part-time and it's for our own business. So it's, you know, it's manageable and I can take him with me. But I'm still having 90 million thoughts all at one time. Like even arriving in here, I was like, now when I get back to the car, I need to send an email, I need to do this. And, you know, I think that's where you can kind of fall down then because no one is getting your full attention. It's Mm. probably better Mm. that you're actually giving your baby full attention the washing up will get done oh, later. I'm on the phone sorry I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Instagram <laughs> stories <laughs> but um, I was freaking out going away last weekend about having to prep everything and like oh, look I'm still breastfeeding so that was a huge part of it prepping milk etc and then leaving some formula just in case turns out he didn't fucking take any of it so it doesn't mm. matter mm. but I got home on Sunday and like raced home from Athlone, got in the door and Alex was like, okay, perfect. You're here early. I can still make the dart to get into the hurling. Now he's not from Wexford or Tipperary, (laughs) right? But he still had to get the dart at such a time. And like my dad was with me, thank God, because I was on that ledge. I was like, it took me two weeks to prep that 24 hours out of the house and he literally turned around without a backward yeah. glance and there was nothing done in the house from that previous 24 hours and someone had said that to me during the week they were like listen he'll be fine the baby will survive and he'll cope yeah, yeah, yeah. but you'll come home and the dog won't be fed and like nothing will be in the dishwasher there'll be no clothes washed like nothing will be done and true as God nothing was done in our house when I yeah, came home on Sunday I, like, there are elements of that that like every bloke is different as well right like I wouldn't necessarily say that I in any way live up to the same standard of being a human being that my wife does but at the same time like I will do stuff I, th- I think there's a bit bit of it that comes with experience almost like that I know that I think when we had our first and he was six months old and I was been left at home with him to begin with like my aim was just that I would survive and he would survive and screw the washing up and all of that stuff mm. whereas now I'd be like oh, I might get a couple of I might get a wash done or get stuff stacked away or make a bit of lunch or whatever it might so be so he'll get better Adrian you're telling me he will definitely get better <laughs> I mean it sounds like he couldn't be much worse so uh. <laughs> I think you get a good sense uh, over time as to 
what you have to do to sort of appease that situation. So maybe it is like just having dinner cooked when you get home and you'll come in and go, ah, okay, I didn't... expect that now. Yeah, he didn't. (laughs) Okay, he didn't do the washing the clothes, but, you know, the house is tidy-ish and he's clearly made some sort of an effort. Again, enough to get away with it. (laughs) But it's that. It's um, the 90 million thoughts that are racing through your head constantly. like And keeping the baby alive. Oh, Mm. constantly. And you're doing it from the minute you wake until the minute you go to bed. So last night at... So, because he's doing a lot of travelling, I'm also trying to fit in. I want to make sure he gets to see the kids and the kids get to see him. And last night I just went, you know what? It's just not working. I'm trying to feed them. They're getting all antsy and stuff. And then it was 10 o'clock and he called me and I said, the kid, no, it was 10.30. The three-year-old had finally gone to sleep. I'd been trying to put him down since 8 o'clock. So, you know, I was a bit antsy Mm. already. Um, And he called me and he was like, oh, do you want to chat? And I said, no, for the first time in a long time, I've just live paused my big fat Greek wedding too. I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to watch a movie. I don't remember the last time I did it. Now, look, it's not a great movie. Go see the original. That'd be better. But I think I was very emotional and I was probably missing my big fat Greek family back home Mm. and the Italians and stuff. I cried the whole way through it. And I think I cried because I went wow, that's the first time I had 90 minutes where, and I looked around me and the house looked like a bomb site, and there were a hundred things to do. But for the first time in a long time, my brain stopped. I wasn't on Instagram. I wasn't doing a hundred things. I just watched a movie for 90 mm. minutes. And then I called my husband and said, okay, let's talk now. But we don't, we don't always do that. Yeah. And that's the hard Like thing. know when to stop. Yeah. Mm. Do you guys know when to stop? And this isn't an attack. I feel like we are just bitching (laughs) about our husbands and you are both trying to do them. We're both feeling good about ourselves right now. I think, I mean, we are here representing all of mankind, so it's no no pressure. But um, I don't know. I don't know about that. But like, I don't know. I kind of think there's a part of me that thinks uh, like that it, our kids are better when, they're better behaved when my wife is not around. They're they're more... um, like needy almost, or like they're more oh, kind me. of, uh, I don't know, but like that, so there's a part of me that's kind of thinking about that hour and a half in the morning, for example. I'll be able to deal with that. I think, <laughs> I appreciate this is going to be broadcast. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, no, let, let's, sure let's roll recording. back there. It's like, <laughs> okay. um, no, I, I think I'll be able to deal with that okay, and I think they'll be less sort of boisterous, certainly over the um, early part of it than Well, we check back in the six weeks, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, and I do think there like there is an element of experience, and there's an element of every bloke is different from the next, and every experience, every child is different from the next, so every experience is different from the next. And but yeah, like I definitely don't feel the. But I think that's more like if I had had a kid when I was like twenty five, I don't think I like I I can deal. I think quite well with it now and can compartmentalize whether it's work or other stuff that's going on in life or the dishes or whatever it is to be able to cope with whatever massive drama has gone on at any given time but I think that's because of where I'm like I'm uh, there's different stages of 40 now so I'm like I'm able to mm. I think I'm able to deal with that because mm. of that I think if you were to ask me 15 years ago I'd have been like I don't think I would have been in a great position to be able to deal with it I think it's just one's own outlook but I think there's different stages of the ages of your kids and like we spoke about this in the dad cast recently it was that article that Jennifer O'Connell did about that mm-hmm. emotional load, which actually I read it and I was like, oh, I never actually think about this. So like my seven and six year old like are playing football, swimming, tennis. There's something 
every day, every evening, every morning that my wife is generally bringing them to. Mm. So she had a situation like where the two lads have to be swimming on a Wednesday at four o'clock and then one of them has to go to the scouts at six o'clock. But she has to bring the baby with them as well and she has to bring the baby into the changing room and get the two of them changed and all this. And she'd be going, like, literally I get home on a Wednesday and I would get that look regardless Mm. of... I was like, I'll just keep the head down here. Plays really good golf today. Say nothing nothing at all about anything. But then I would go and do it. And I'd be going, I was like, it's not that stressful. And she'd be like, yeah, because you had the bag packed by me, waiting at the door. You didn't have to wash the... uh, towels and everything when you came home you didn't even have the baby with you <laughs> I'm like yeah yeah alright yeah but I don't like yeah I kind of go to work and but assume it'll all be fine get yeah. home and we've kind of talked about this though and I think Serena will agree with me is actually when we do it your way it is a lot easier on us sometimes and I think listening to the two of us today and listening to your reactions <laughs> I can't and be, be honest I think you will be like, do you hear some of the noise sometimes that, like, we go on about or your partners go on about and go, what is the big fuss if the towels don't get washed today or if you're five minutes late for swimming? Like, is it a bit, like, nonsense sometimes? Some Like, I, me re- telling the story, trying to get out the door this yeah. morning, is that just, I know, like, there's think, no need? The thing about it is, like, I suppose you have to understand that that's your reality or that's, like, my wife's reality that that's... All those things that you were talking about, Serena, like they, those things are important to her that they get done. They're totally not important to me at all. I don't give two hoots about the dishes. I couldn't care less if the house is spotless clean. Like none of those things mean anything to me at all. Like I'm not saying I would because live it's always in, done in a pigsty. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'd live in a pigsty. Like obviously I contribute to a degree, but I would be perfectly happy for the house to be regularly less clean, for example, or whatever it might be. So, like, I don't know. I don't know if that even really answers your question, but, I like, I understand. I, I wasn't listening to what you said and, and thinking, <laughs> Jesus Christ, she is a lunatic. That's yeah. not what I was thinking. Because but, I do um, catch myself sometimes and go, there was just no need for that. That was very, very dramatic mm. and there was no need. And, I, and I, I'm getting better talking myself down. Like, they, I'm way calmer than I was nine episodes ago. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh. Wow. laughs> so see, the thing is, a lot of people are going to be listening to this going, you know what, you're babying your partner and it's not that sometimes because I've been thinking about what I do as well it's like okay so I'm doing the washing I'm trying to fit in a shop I'm trying to do this I'm trying to do that it's because of his hours as well so like Mm. he leaves at seven he's not sorry he leaves at eight and he's not back till seven so stuff has to get done Mm. so I'm not saying he doesn't pull his weight oh no yeah but what I'm saying is that we're we're seeming to do everything and because I'm a freelance it's like, okay, so I'll fit this in here. There, mm. There is never actually a break. There's never a lunch break mm. because I'm going, well, I can actually just pop down and do the grocery shop in 30 minutes rather than, you know, two hours mm. and put on a load of washing and do this and do that. So it is, you know, maybe sometimes nine o'clock at night and I'm sitting down and doing my actual work work. Mm. And it's just... Yes, yeah, so I, don't, I don't know how we change this situation, but I'm loving that these conversations are happening yeah. and they're not necessarily an attack, but men are going, this is how we're feeling and women are going, this is how we're feeling and it's not generic either, you know? Yeah. Like, again, I, would that, that, that I would accept that I don't do enough, by the way. Like, I, I, maybe we have not, or certainly I have not said that up to this point. I, I totally endorse the idea that I could do more. There is absolutely no question about it. Like, you get away with it a little bit. Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, but I'd, like I said, I think I think my world is about to get yeah. flipped around because my wife will be quite career driven and she's about to go back to work, and so she won't be standing for any of my bullshit. So, like, uh, I think if you were to talk to me in three or four weeks' time, I think that 
Yeah, it might be a bit more. Well, you're coming away from the stress, Lauren. I think I might be about to. <laughs> going back into I think you it. just have a thoroughness that certainly I lack. Like, we went camping last week, which was actually great. We left the baby at home. If you have three children, going back to two children is mm. like, oh my God, it's the easiest thing in the world. And, like, my wife is running around in a panic for three hours packing bags. And I'm like, She's like, why don't you just. It's so easy. Why don't you pack the bags? I was like, well, all you're doing is throwing clothes in a bag. We're only going for two days. It's not the most difficult thing in the world. So, obviously, then I end up having to do such a thing. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would think... See, I would think about... So, so those situations can get very stressful. But, like, I've often said this to my wife. Like, if we leave with five nappies in the bag and nothing else, we will be grand. Life will be fine. We might not have the wet wipes. And we might not have enough vests. Super value of a very extensive we, network, we it turns will, out. I do <laughs> try and remind myself of those things. And like like that, I've been in those situations where I have just left the house. Actually, I had no nappies with me the other day. I was out with a friend. I had to get a nappy from her. You know, yeah. And you look back and you go, that was absolutely fine. There was no need for any of that stress. But I suppose... I don't know, this is just my personal opinion, is that I imagine the worst thing that could happen. And then I plan for that, and then everything else is kind of a bonus, you know, yeah. if it goes according to plan. And that's how I've been kind of surviving it. And I don't know how I got there, but that's how I've been dealing with so far. I'm like, here's all the things that could happen. Yeah. And if I do this, this, and this, well, that'll eliminate that happening, you know. So I don't like to just go out with five nappies, mm. but... I do appreciate that when yeah. I have, it's I'm, has I'm been not fine. suggesting to go out with five nappies. All I'm saying is that the, the stress that comes with if I don't have four scissors in the bag, this entire <laughs> trip is going to be an absolute disaster. <laughs> That's it's, So if you strip that away, you're like, grand, we'll be, we will be okay. Like, we'll be able to get some food. Like, if they dump all over the vest and we don't have a spare vest we'll survive without a vest for half a day or whatever. Like, I think if you remove some of the stress of... Uh, um, some of the stress of all of that stuff, it makes it... I, personally, I find that it makes it easier because it's like... like. Nathan? Well, my wife made a terrible mistake the other day. Terrible mistake. Where we were out for dinner and uh, the baby was covered in whatever she was eating and she went to the bag and there were no wipes in the bag. She goes, oh no, I never brought any wipes. And I gave the, I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> to which the you second I said what? it, I was like, oh no. Retreat, retreat. Oh no, I know what's coming here. You're the one who took the bag out of it. I, well, I just would presume you'd be organized enough to have the wipes in the bag all the time. Who goes out of the house without the wipes in the bag? Do you know yeah. what? I've really enjoyed this conversation yeah. we're going to have to have you guys back in because I think there's so much that we can all I think just by talking as I said it's not every man's parent, uh, um, experience it's not every woman's experience but it's just great hearing mm. people's experiences changing us isn't going to change our partners yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like you have a lot of work to do you know? <laughs> before we let you go um, we get messages in from people all the time and, and quite often we have a lot of our own stories of inappropriate things people have said to us about our kids or our parenting in general is have you experienced strangers giving their opinions and advice yeah unwanted? I had one the baby was about just two or two or three months old maybe not even it was the first time I'd brought her into town by myself and I was pretty confident about the situation in that I had two other children and it'd be fine I had everything packed but she fell asleep in the car and I took an unnecessary risk of I just threw her in the uh, buggy and didn't bring 
the nappies or the food because I was only going to town to get something for like 15 minutes I was like it'll be grand I'll be back before I know it uh, but she woke up about two minutes later all hell broke loose proper middle of Grafton Street complete meltdown screaming Soother was thrown on the ground, couldn't use it. I'm like, oh my God, I have three suitors in the bag. I never brought the bag. What am I doing? And I'm walking down one of those little laneways between this building in and Grafton Street and she's going apeshit. And some woman walks up to me and goes, I think your baby's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> she was a lady of a certain age is what I'm going to say. And I, oh, how I did not. I was like, you fucking think? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? I don't think now, well, I think women of a certain age probably would say that to a younger mum as well. But um, having been away at the weekend, my husband got a lot of those. Like, aren't you great taking them on your own? There's a huge amount of that patronising nonsense. And also, like, we've spoken about it before, the, your capacity as a dad to deal with your child. Like, there, there are, um, I had an experience before in a, in a pub where we were, like, there on a Sunday and it was, like, the, our eldest lad had, had, uh, done a dump in his nappy and needed a change and I was like alright I'll bring him off to the bring him and get him changed there and uh, went around and I was like I wonder where the changing facilities are and uh, so I asked one of the wait staff and she was like oh um, yeah just, just around there in the women's toilets I was like uh, alright yeah and like should I go in there or like what's the story she was like ah yeah yeah go on head in there so I went in and it was like knocked on the door nobody in there there was two cubicles went in one of them had the changing facilities was changing the child and while I was in there a woman came in to go to the toilet and it was just at that moment while, while my son decided he would start shouting Dada 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 and I'm like oh, oh am I going to reply to this so I was kind of toggling between the put her on yes. I was, was going to be like will I do Mrs. Doubtfire or like what's the so I was kind of whispering to him yes it's okay everything's fine yes everything's fine that's worse. And, uh, yeah, so she was like, why, why are these two guys next door having a conversation? It's quite weird. But anyway, she finished up and she went off and then we went up. But I just thought it was kind of shit that I should be... That woman that went to the toilet should not have to expect that there's a dude next door. I shouldn't be expected to have to go into the toilet. Why not put up an effing changing yeah. thing in the hallway outside where there's plenty of room? It's only like a folded-up table on a wall. But um, that's the sort of stuff that kind of... Like when we talk about shifting the culture of men to try and like take on some of the load like it's not always um, like societally we're not necessarily mm. amazingly set up to actually cope with that frequency. I think our mammies your mammies are probably the worst of all of this in that they in general and quite often did so much Yes, they think ye should do everything that they did and actually like constantly I think patronise the men and the husband of, as you say, oh, didn't, he's changing a nappy. Oh, isn't he great? Isn't yeah. he great? Oh, your father never changed I'd a nappy. I'd say he in changed four nappies in his life. I wouldn't know what to do. Wouldn't know proudly, what to do. Which means we, a lot of the time, I think, get away with do get away with absolute murder mm. because of that. Because of you do make the light, make the slightest impression, do the littlest thing, and it's. I often wonder about that, about fun. what that impact is on our kids, like in, on our on my son. Like I wonder. What what level is he going to get to? Like, is that at that point? I guess at that point, like, if I let's say I'm doing twenty five percent of the workload, like, which is a twenty four percent increase on my father, is uh, <laughs> it was a great dad, by the way. Um, like, I wonder. Um, I wonder then, is that is are we going to get better in that way? I just wonder. Well, like, what's up? You assume that it Hope probably so. it probably should. I, and the fact that we're having these conversations, mm. and yeah. I think you're right though, because I do name and shame when I'm out, and my husband tries to change the baby. And there's no facility for it. Yeah. It, it is. I, I, there's it no way I was be... going back to my wife to say, "Oh, by no. the way, I'm like screw that. Like I'll yeah. do it on your floor here rather than do that. Like that's yeah. 
Yeah. Shit like. That, yeah. And ju- yeah, ju- it's. It's a, it's definitely a topic I think is going to come up again. I'd love to hear from people if that's something that you've experienced, lads. We've absolutely loved having you in studio today. Will you come back again? I'm not coming back. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to send other representatives of the The lads are much better than I feel a lot better now, though. I got a lot off my chest. Thanks so much. Uh, Give us your uh, social handles. Oh yeah, what is it? At At Dadcast. At Dadcast Pod. Is that it? At Dadcast Pod. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're we're terrible at this. (laughs) Just type in Dadcast. And yeah. look for and four stay, guys. Stay clear of the Dragons and Dungeons. Um, there's a Dragons and Dungeons DAD. Oh, DAD. Cast. Oh, yeah. oh okay. okay. Yeah. Stay away from that. It could be good. So at DadCastPod on at Twitter. Dad and of course, pod. I mentioned off the ball as well. Yeah. People can find you there too. Um, Adrian Barry, Nathan Murphy, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having you us. You can get us at 98FM. Nobody, or 98FM, nobody told me. And um, that's Instagram. Twitter's the other way around, is it? Yeah. Do you We're know what? Just Google yeah. 98 FM. Nobody told me, and you'll find us on Twitter and Instagram. Lads, that was actually very cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told me. The 98 FM Parenting Podcast.